Hello, you're listening to Yarns from the Plain, a podcast for knitters, crocheters, and anyone who loves to play with yarn. Hello, and welcome to episode 86 of Yarns from the Plain. How are you? Hello to returning listeners, it's lovely to have you back. And a lovely warm welcome to any new listeners. Come on everybody, budge up, give me a bit of space. Nice to see you. So, here we are. Yarns on the Plane podcast, a little bit like buses, you wait for ages and then suddenly there's two at once. (laughs) Well, feels a little bit like that, doesn't it? It's only Sunday since I recorded last and I managed to get it up there because the Wi-Fi in the B&B was okay. It was, you know, not brilliant, but it was enough to um, email over the audio clips and get them onto my computer because it wouldn't connect. My phone wouldn't connect to my computer using my car power cord. And But we got around it and I got an episode up. And apparently people told me there were birdsong. It was hard to tell because when I was editing it through... There was birdsong outside the B&B, so I couldn't be sure which was birdsong on the recording and which was birdsong in real life. But uh, a number of you have commented on the birdsong, so I thought, well, here we are. On the last morning of the holiday, I would creep out and get you another one full of birdsong. So I hope you're enjoying the birdsong here too. It's about ten past seven on the morning of Friday the 11th of April. And I am currently sat uh, in one of the chairs, the central chair, under the loggia in the formal gardens at Cragside, which is a National Trust property, which for any of you who know National Trust will be sitting there going, but it's ten past seven, Nick. How are you sat in the formal gardens at ten past seven in the morning? I am sat in the formal gardens at the ten past seven in the morning, dear listeners, because I am actually staying in the cottage that's right by the former gardens um, on the estate. So for the four nights that we've been here, I have had free reign of the gardens and therefore onto the rest of the estate should I choose to wish to roam that far um, out of hours when there are no other people. So it's been glorious, absolutely glorious. So from my bedroom window, I can see sheep. I think the Scottish blackface. Um... My sheep identification is, is a little sketchy when they're sort of got, you know, when they're not blue-faced Lesters or Herdwicks. I'm pretty good at them. And Texels. I can recognise a Texel with its squidged up face. But, um, and a Jacobs. But, yeah, I think, I think they're Scottish blackface. Um, beautiful horns. Lovely blackfaces. Nice fleece. They won't oblige, though. They won't come too close. And um, it's just, it's bliss. There's a hide, um, a wildlife hide not far from the cottage, although it's, it is locked out of ours. But when we were in there on Wednesday, I saw, um, as well as blue tit, cold tit, great tit, um, chaffinch, bullfinch, uh, robin, I saw um, a siskin. So I've not seen a siskin in a very long time. And um, greater spotted woodpecker, great spotted woodpeckers feeding off the feeders, so it was just fabulous. I don't think Mum's ever seen one before, so she was delighted. Um, I have, but it was still wonderful to see them feeding right under your noses. 
Um, then when we went back the second time, there were um, a male pheasant and three female pheasant came out as well to to feed, so that was nice. Uh, nice to see a pheasant that's not been squished on the rear side of the road. <laughs> so um, so that's it. We you know the holiday has come to an end. In less than three hours, we've got to be out of the cottage, back to real life, which is never. It's a horrible feeling, isn't it? I know uh, lots of people are ready to go home at the end of a week's holiday, and and in many ways I am, because obviously I'm missing home and missing Stella, the cat, and missing the husband, and, you know, there's nothing quite like your own bed, is there? But this has been one of those magical holidays where, much as I've wanted to garrot to my parents at various points, because, you know, I have the patience of a, a thing with no patience, um, it's... It has been lovely to be with them. It has been lovely to be with them. My mum is 78 and, and as you know, has had a couple of strokes um, and has knees that keep giving out. My dad is now 80 and really not very mobile. Shuffles along with his stick. Um, you know, and, and in one pocket he keeps his amyl nitrate to squirt under his tongue if he has an angina attack and in his other pocket he keeps his inhaler. <laughs> so, you know, it's great fun going out. Um and and part of mum's um th- there is a leftover bit of the the stroke along with part of her personality type it has to be said is that she won't flip in ask for what she wants so you're in a, uh, a bed and breakfast and uh, well i can't possibly ask you just to have scrambled egg and bacon for my breakfast. yes you can because you're paying for a service and this man is smiling and ready to provide it to you no i can't possibly yes you can <laughs> but anyway it's been lovely um, we met up with my in-laws uh, one day because they live in Whitley Bay so we, we drove down to see them so that was lovely because they haven't seen each other for my parents and, and his parents haven't seen each other for maybe about six years um, the same day we went and, and met up with my cousin who lives in Cramlington and her mum and dad who were up um, for the week that's my mum's sister um, so that was a good laugh and then yesterday we went to Annick Gardens and Bumped into them again. Not my cousin, she was at work, but um, bumped into my uncle again. So we had a, a rip-roariously time. Um, uh, you know, it was nice having um, someone to help parent wrangle um, a little bit. Although I have to say they're both 70 themselves. Um, well, I think my aunt's 70. Yeah, maybe she's 70 this year. Uh, and my uncle's already past 70. So, um, But, then, you know, it's it was a good giggle. It was a good kill. So it's been an absolutely lovely holiday. I have um, crocheted, so that's nice. I have confirmed that indeed the pain in my shoulder probably is RSI because the first night I crocheted, the next morning I woke up and I was in agony. So, you know, that's I really shouldn't be doing it again. I should be resting it again, but I'm not because I can't because I've crafted, not crafted for most of last week and it's like, I miss it. So, anyway, that's that. Shall we uh, have a little catch-up of uh, finished objects and projects that I'm working on? Last episode, I didn't really mention them because obviously I just focused on um, pod retreat. So, really, we're talking about progress and things that I've worked on since um, middle of February. And I can tell you that, ta-da, one finished item. And that was finished within three days of the podcast. And I've not finished anything since. Well, 
I've kind of finished a, a step along the way this week. So let's let's rewind back to February. And when I was doing the podcast, it was the middle of the Olympic Games, the Winter Olympics. So I was working on a project for that as part of Team A, play, a Playful Day. And I was making a Bactus, which is a very simple garter stitched scarf. And I was... Um, working it in natural dye studio Angel DK in a colour called Crayons, so it was a soft rainbow. Uh, and the idea of the Bactus is that you knit until you've used up half of the yarn, and then you um, getting wider and wider and wider because you go from tip to tip, and then you start decreasing again. Well, I slightly underestimated where the half was because I was always a bit, you know, a bit cautious. So I was left up with a f- with a little, you know, ball of maybe about sort of five six grams at the end and I didn't want to waste it so I decided to put tassels on the end um you know it sounded really good you know weight it down a bit trouble is I knit it in DK didn't I so it was a bit shorter than all those people who knit it in sock weight so when I wrapped it around my neck once well let's just say that the ends of the tassels were in a were in an unfortunate place if you get my drift Hmm. Yeah, I couldn't make them swing. <laughs> so um, obviously, I don't have a future as a go-go dancer. But um, yes, a little unfortunate. <clears throat> but it's it. You know, I knit them on. I can't remember what I knit them on. Um, <clears throat> can't remember what size needle I knit them on. But obviously, it's a bit bigger than than you'd normally knit a DK. I think. Um, and the tassels are have got a bit of weight to them. So actually over the last few weeks they have stretched a bit as I've worn them. So now I can wear it wrapped once around my neck with the point at the front and the uh, tassels hanging down and they don't hang uh, in such an unfortunate place. But it was, um, yeah, you know, you just kind of go, oh, does this count as a knitting fail? Or am I just going to have to fudge it around a bit? I, I ended up tying it at the front for a bit just to sort of show on it. Um, so that's that. So that is my one completed f- uh, finished object. The other one is that um, not yes yesterday, no day before I finished um, the February instalment of my kaleidoscope blanket. Um, so I've taken pictures of that and put that up. I'm chugging along with it still. I, I I've left it for quite a while. I haven't done anything on it for a, um, probably about three weeks so um that's what i've done i've now actually also made all the middles of all of the little triangles that go around for march um so what you what i do is i make all of the middles in the color until the the color change because they've got four rounds in each triangle and some of them some of the triangles in the design have got three rounds one color and then it's just the final round in a contrast and some of them it's two rounds of each and some of them it's just the middle in one color and then three rounds all the way around um so i've done all of the contrasting colors all in in all the middle bits so i've got little piles of circles and triangles and everything um ready to just attach them around the end so that's sort of chugging on quite nicely so that's kind of a, a semi-finished, isn't it? Because I've finished February. I'm logging each um, month as a separate pattern. So what else? Well, most of the time I haven't been crocheting and I haven't been working on anything else because I've been working on Andy's sweater, the bow that I'm knitting him in the new Lanark um, Aran weight in the same colour as my um, Vivido, the, the blueberry. So it's coming along nicely. I've finished the sleeves. 
Uh, I'm about 20 centimetres up the front and the back because I'm working them together at the same time. Um, I think I've got to do about 43 centimetres before I start shaping for the sleeves. Um, but I didn't want to bring it away because obviously I want to keep measuring it against him because I've never made him a sweater. So I don't know if the the sizes, you know, we're going to correspond to him. So I thought, well, I won't bring it away. Um, so I've got that. I have brought away with me uh, the Baby Long Leg Socks for the January instalment of the Baby Long Leg Sock Club. I haven't worked on them. I haven't worked on them at all. And in fact, this, the second instalment came at the beginning of March and I, um, I haven't worked on those either. No, maybe about the middle of March. And obviously I've done nothing with those either, so I need to get a wiggle on, really. Um, there's been no progress on my Piri Fleur's mitts either. Simply they're sat in a beautiful wooden bowl, looking gorgeous, because I was simply too lazy to go and get any waist yarn to put the thumb on to. Uh, and as I said, other people seem to be they seem to be knitting up small, so I'm not sure. Um, you know, we'll see. They need to be finished, really. And I haven't done any progress on the Great British Vest, although I did bring it with me with the intention of working on it on the holidays, but I haven't. And I've just realised as well that the Ripple Ridge mitts, um, uh, I think I said in the last episode, they are, they are still with the tech editor, and actually what I really need to do is I really need to make because um, she suggested possible ways of making different sizes. So I actually need to whack a couple of those out, trying those, and then get back to her. Um, they're not going to do it. And, um, you know, when you suddenly think, well, by the time then I come to get that sorted, it's going to be sort of towards the end of April. Is that the right time to release a pattern for mitts? Probably not. Although today it's a bit chilly. Could do with some mitts today. Um, but there we are. Um, so that's that's all of the... That's all of the projects, um, the, the, the knitting and crocheting projects I've been working on. I've moved up now onto a, a higher terrace in the garden, so I'm now looking down onto the cottage and um, out, over onto the um, little village of Rothbury, um, which is just to the south of Cragside. Um, you know, you've got all the hills and, oh, it's just lovely. It's absolutely lovely. So, lots of birdsong. I hope you can hear it. Oh, there was a pheasant. Did you hear it? That corking sound. So, so that was all... Um, my knitting and crochet. Then what did we have? Right, oh, spinning. Sorry, I've actually made notes for this. How about this? Um, so, in the last couple of weeks, I've worked a little bit on spinning some of the Jacob from Shearer Girl that I got at Fibre East. Um, that's on the traddy. Each, I've got sort of two enormous, great big carded bats um about 250 grams each and um i'm sort of doing the lighter one first and then i'm going to do the darker one and the idea is i'm going to ply them together so i can kind of make a mile um and I've, I've sort of finished the first bobbin now on one and started on the second but it is it's going to be quite slow going um i've also worked on some pick perfect fiber on my spin city uk spindle that i picked up at fiber east and i got that um fibre at Fibre East as well but I cannot find the label for it so I hope to goodness that somewhere in the details of the show notes earlier on um, that I've, I've got it because I've forgotten 
Um, so I'm going to have to go back and see if I can find where I mention it. Um, it's gorgeous, but then it's pick perfect. And she does do like luxury soft fibres, so it's really, really nice. And then on the Joy, I'm working on um, some Hilltop Cloud um, fibre called Anne of Cleves. And I'm working on that as part of the Stitch Together podcast, Spin Along. Um, so, but I haven't done anything on that for, I, I, I haven't last worked on that on the last Guild and I haven't worked on it since. So, but it's Guild tomorrow. I don't know how much I'll get done um, because we've got Teresina Roberts coming and she's talking silk. So she's got a little mini workshop on how to either knit or spin directly from a spindle um, onto, uh, use from silk hankies. And then the afternoon is a talk about the Silk Road. Um, and I've just realised that I don't think I have a free spindle. <laughs> so maybe I need to go and sort that out when I get home tonight. Um, I could probably do something with my resin one, couldn't I? My Crafts in the Dungeon one that's got the um, the hilltop cloud that I just keep pulling off because it's been carded and dizzed. So you don't need to pre-draft it. So I could probably do something with that. Um so, you know, so that's all my, my spinning and, and my knitting things. So, you know, it's, it sounds a lot, but bear in mind that we're talking nearly two months since I last updated you. So it's, you know, nothing maybe to get so excited about. Oops. So, let's move on then. Okay, so I've crept out of the formal gardens now and I'm just walking past the bottom of the clock tower and towards the um, paths that sort of lead into the estate really. So I'm going to take you on a, a little walk. I hope I don't get too puffed. <laughs> I've eaten far too many cake this there's far too much cake this week. So I'm really not uh, I'm not in the best condition. Um, so I'm now walking down a path and it's got uh, it's quite shallow steps and it goes down um, because the house is on the other side. There's a, um, a beck or a stream that uh, runs between this part of the, the estate and the, the part with the house on it. So I'm taking you down there and uh, I've come out of the sun. There was a little bit of weak sun. There's a lot of mist this morning. Um, there's a lot of... Uh, dew all on the grass and it's quite nippy I bought my crochet with me but actually um, I'm not going to sit down and crochet and talk to you because my fingers are too cold so um, I'm just coming through here and uh, take you on a little walk I might even um, if you hear any funny noises and clicky noises it's probably me taking a photo on my phone uh, so <gasps> oh sorry for that I just disturbed a lady pheasant did you hear her with her whirring wings. They don't whir quite as much as male pheasants, their wings. Um, I didn't see her at all. She's amazingly well camouflaged. She was at the bottom of a pine tree. Oh, there she goes, having a, having a whinge. And uh, I didn't see her at all. Amazingly well camouflaged. So, as I get closer now, um, I can begin to hear the sound of the water. Um, Cragside is um, an amazing property. If you're ever in Northumberland, I would really recommend you get to it. It's um, Even if you're not the kind of person that generally enjoys going around stately homes, it's 
amazing. It was built by a Victorian industrialist, um, and he was absolutely fascinated with um, modern technology. So it was the first house to be powered by hydroelectricity um, in Britain. He had a uh, the the stream in the back. He harnessed the power of it um, um, with a lake as well, and so would power the lights um, with hydroelectricity and. Uh, adapted everything inside for the, the new style of swan light bulbs, um, which you may not realise were the ones that were sort of developing at the same time as Edison's. So um, it, it's quite nice. Now I've come off the, the um, steps now and I'm on sort of like a bit like a cinder track. I'm still going downwards. There's a, obviously I'm getting now towards the Panitum. Well, taking you on a walk with me sounded like a brilliant idea, didn't it? Um, unfortunately, for some reason, even though it had 50% charge, um, my phone decided the, it was going to turn itself off and it needed recharging um, while I was out on the walk. So I'm really sorry about that. So I came back to the cottage and charged it up and literally the moment I plugged it in and it said, oh yes, charge. Oh look, yes, 49%. So don't know what on earth is going on with that. So anyway, I've had some breakfast and I'm now sat on the little patio here looking out at the former gardens. The sun's now risen above the pine eaten, so I'm squinting like mad. Um, there's more birds on. I hope you can hear. If there is any clattering in the background, that's my dad in the kitchen. Um, I do apologise. You see, we even get bees. There you go. I hope you heard that. Um, so, it, you know, it was absolutely lovely down by the little beck. Um, I hope you got some of the water noise. If you didn't, I do apologise. I don't think we've now got time for me to go back and get it again because we've got to be out by ten. Um, and although I'm packed, I'm not so convinced about my mum. And having seen how much they bring away with them, I'm not convinced we're going to get it all back in the car, bearing in mind how many things we've bought. But there we are. Never mind. Anyway, you may have twigged from the point of my discussion so far that... The something I really like um, this week, this, this episode is going to be sort of all rolled into things to do with the holiday. It, it's Northumberland. I mean, I, I have visited Northumberland before because my husband comes from the northeast, but um, he comes from North Tyneside, so he doesn't sort of stray into Northumberland much. It's the first time really I've explored it. Uh, I've been up to Lundy's Farm before on the coast road, but to actually explore the wild ruggedness, and it is just amazing. So um, it, I really would advise you that if you get a chance at all um anytime you're in britain or if you live in britain and you haven't yet please come to northumberland it's amazing it's really really good um and and the other thing that i really really like i mean you know i like national trust property anyway but national trust holiday cottages who knew you could stay in a cottage on a national trust site it's possibly a little bit more expensive than other holiday cottages it's hard to tell um because one i don't tend to hire them uh and two this one sleeps six anyway um and there's only three of us um but it they're just it's just such a fantastic concept i don't know if in all of them ones that are on estates you can then wander around the gardens like we've been able to here but it, it's just been absolutely fantastic absolutely amazing um and if you're into self-catering holidays that are just a little bit different then it, it may be worth considering um 
the, they have their own dedicated website, which is www.nationaltrustcottages.org.uk, uh, and I will put the link in the show notes. So, what else? Well, just a little bit of upcoming. Um, I haven't mentioned this, but I know a number of the British podcasters have. Um, is that in July, on Saturday the 12th and Sunday the 13th of July, there is a new yarn event taking place called Unwind Brighton. It's being organised by Danny from Lioness Arts, and there's an awful lot of classes and a big marketplace, and it's being spread out across um, different venues in Brighton. I've never been to Brighton, um, and the timing of it was such that I was unlikely um, to go either because it, it's just right near the end of term but then um, I realised that everyone else was going out to play and that if I didn't go I wasn't going to go out to play so um, I think Andy and I have worked out that we can actually squeeze it in as a day trip um, because actually we only need two trains um, train down to London, fast train down to London and then across London on the tube and then fast train to Brighton so we're going to give it a go and the reason I'm telling you about it now is that there is I'm going to be taking play, part in the podcaster meetup that's taking place at one o'clock on Saturday the 12th of July. I don't know any other details at the moment um, apart from the fact that I know there is a venue um, but I don't know where it is and I don't know what's happening. Um, Green Triangle Girl from A Playful Day oh drop the notebook Green Triangle Girl from A Playful Day is um, coordinating it with Danny. And so we're, um, you know, I'm pretty much at the mercy of Green Triangle Girl, but I've been at the mercy of doing Green Triangle Girl before now. She's a nice girl. She won't do anything nasty to me. Um, and so it would be fantastic um, to see people there if you're going. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not going to take any classes because I just haven't got time um, with the, the times that we're down there. But it just, it looks really good. So um, I wish it every success. Finally, just um, a little plug for me. <laughs> it's terrible, really. I'm not very good at this, am I? Um, but uh, just to let you know that I, within the last month, I have updated the shop with um, a lot of new um, fibre and yarn. And I have some more to go up over the next um, week or so I'm hoping to photograph and put up so if you'd like to go and check it out um, then it is https colon forward slash forward slash www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash yarns from the plane without any spaces uh, I will put a link in the show notes but, you know, it's kind of nice when someone buys something. I get all excited. I get little pingy emails and, and then I jump up and down and then my husband laughs. So that's quite nice. Um, if you'd like to go and have a look, please feel free. So I think that brings me pretty much to the end of, of this. Two episodes on a holiday. Not doing too bad, are we? Hopefully, next time I podcast, I'll have some more work for you but I don't suppose I'm going to have any finished items because nothing's small enough to be finished really <laughs> oops anyway until next time take care bye bye you've been listening to yarns from the plane episodes and show notes can be found at yarns from the plane 
www.podbean.com. Comments can be left there or at yarnsfromtheplane.blogspot.com or you can message me on Ravelry where I'm Tales from the Plane. You can email me at yarnsfromtheplane at googlemail.com and you can also find me at Twitter where I tweet as Tales from Plane. Go on, make yourself heard. <laughs>